Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show. Still yet to be named morning recap show. We're going to break down a lot of games around the NBA. Well, six to be exact, but a lot of excitement, a lot of things to look at. We got John Morant versus Stephen Curry. You've got the Wizards looking really good against the Atlanta Hawks. We need to talk about that one. A new rivalry or a renewed rivalry between the Bulls and the Knicks. Some exciting games. And uh, maybe a little bit of news to break down as well. Trey Young, we've got some thoughts for you. Keith Smith joining me. Keith, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. It was a good day of basketball uh, last night. You had some really fun games, as you mentioned, and, and really good stuff. And uh, I, I like these days when I can get up, uh, put on a game on the DVR mm -hmm. that I didn't get to focus on last night. You can get through a game really quickly on the DVR. If you fast forward through all the stoppages mm -hmm. and free throws and things like that. So it's, it's always a fun day when I, when I can do that with the Celtics having a couple days off in a row, I'm able to, to get in there and, and uh, have a little bit of fun with it. Keith, speaking of free throws, just, and this is foreshadowing to a topic we're going to get into in a bit, but free throws, small sample size currently down by about two attempts per game across the NBA. So that's good work there. Hey, I've got a few people, Anakat Mohan saying, tuning in from India. Welcome in from India. I always love seeing our international viewers come in here and join us. So chat, if you guys if you guys are going to throw some questions and comments at us, we'll uh, we'll address some of them as we go through some of the games. But uh, <laughs> Dennis Carr is having a morning beer. So uh, cheers through the through the phone, he says. So happy, hey, man. Happy uh, Friday. Just be responsible. That's uh, right. That's all, yeah, it's Friday. Fr Friday, right? That's right. Uh, and Little Dex, I appreciate this comment very much. This is growing to be my favorite show on YouTube. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we're hoping to make this, uh, continue to make this a regular thing where you can get up, get your morning going, and talk some basketball with us. Uh, let's kick things off with the Philadelphia 76ers and the Detroit Pistons. You've got a team that should be kind of middle of the pack to good in the 76ers until we find out what happens with that guy, Ben Simmons, to a team that is bad and, and intended to be bad, but particularly without Cade Cunningham right now in the Pistons, who are 0-4. The 76ers take it 110 to 102. Um, not a lot of surprises in this one, Keith. I mean, Joel Embiid did Joel Embiid things. 18 boards. 30 points. He kind of kind of a pedestrian outing last time around. So good to see him kind of bounce back there. But 16, 6, and 6 for Tyrese Maxey on 6 of 8 shooting, filling in pretty nicely. A point guard right now for Ben Simmons. Seth Curry did his thing. Didn't blow up like he did a few, few games ago, but 12 <laughs> points, 5 boards. Can't expect that on night-to-night -night basis. Tobias Harris, uh, 6 boards, 17 points. This is just, if I told you the 76ers are playing the Pistons, this is exactly what you would expect from the box score. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see Embiid shoot a little bit better from the field, but he got to the free throw line 15 times. Yes. He won an I I call it a monster mode where he's basically like, you're, you're not going to guard me. Yeah. I'm going to go to the basket. The only way you're going to stop me is to follow me. Uh, and he did that, and that's how we put together a bunch of points. I, I really – Tyrese Maxey starting to take baby steps as a playmaker and a passer, um, which, which is really good to see. He's primarily been a scorer to this point. And they got Shake Milton back, and I think he helps um, quite a bit because that bench is a little shaky, especially with ball handling mm -hmm. um, off the bench. So I think uh, Shake Milton coming back is big. And then minor Simmons update. He uh, was at shoot-around, did a bunch of shooting, they said. he's He's been with the team uh, the last few days, so – 
Maybe we're starting to get closer to a return or a resolution there. You mentioned the the Pistons without Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, this morning on Twitter, I called their offense gross um, <laughs> because it is. I just yes. I, I don't want to watch this team right now. Uh, that's bad to say when it's not even November yet, but it's just it's bad. Killian Hayes, he's got miles to go before he's he's ready to really contribute to anything yeah. positive he just it, missing so much of last year has made this like his second rookie season uh philly did a good job of really keying on jeremy grant and uh staying pressed up on him sadiq bay had a nice game uh in his return to the philly area he's a villanova guy um so yeah i mean just a good team beat a bad team and that's the, the only downside, I guess, for Philly was the, they let the Pistons rally and make this game closer than it probably should have sure. been. It looked like uh, Philly was on their way to a uh, to a blow win, and, and they, they didn't get there. Yeah, and you know what? I, I do want to mention Danny Green, 0 for 5, all 5 being 3, 0 points, 2 steals, 2 blocks in 30 minutes. So he almost recorded no can, counting stats in 30 minutes. He just picked up a couple of steals, a couple of blocks, <laughs> and that was about it. Um, the pretty much the only former Laker to not have a good night last night. You know, we'll be talking about a few of the other ones in yeah. just a bit here. I'm good to go to them if you want to, because I don't really have anything more to say on, on Philly Detroit. Yeah, I think that's that's about okay. it. So let's move on to the next yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, Washington. Um, game where back to back for them with travel. Uh, back to back for the Hawks with travel as well, but but uh, Washington also being being cautious with Spencer Dinwiddie mm-hmm. uh, right now as he returns from the knee injury. He did not play, and Daniel Gafford out after he got hurt against Celtics. Kind of thought, all right, this might be one more Washington's in some trouble, and instead they kind of controlled yeah. it uh, from the early moments and 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 uh, ran away to a win. Uh, Bradley Beal led the way with twenty seven, eight and eight, but then your former Lakers three of them in the starting lineup, the rust package all started uh, for Washington and all scored uh, 21 or more points. So Harold 25, 13 and five yep. Kuzma, 21 points, eight rebounds, three steals and Caldwell Pope, 21 points and eight rebounds. And they all shot uh, really well. Also uh, the only other standout from Washington, Aaron holiday starting to do some stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, he looked good against Boston, got the start here, uh, seven points, four assists, played pretty good defense at, at times on Trey Young. So just something to keep an eye on. He, he's starting to do some stuff. You know, what I was what I was thinking coming into this game was, okay, Gafford is out, Trez at center. Oh my gosh. I mean, the, the Hawks are, they're just going to run one five pick and roll and they're going to get Trez onto Trey Young and it's going to be bad it's going to be really really bad for the wizards and and washington did a great job of mitigating that you had other guys chipping in and doing everything they could to stop the hawks from exploiting that now i will say i think the hawks didn't press on that enough they should have been going to it a little bit more often but the wizards also did a really good job of just being very switchy defensively you saw kyle kuzma was flying all over the place who's actually pretty big and and fairly long and so he did a really nice job on the perimeter their their perimeter defense in general did a nice job stopping the point of attack knowing that you didn't have the rim protection there to stop people now there were times where the hawks still got the ball to clint capella and he just scored because Trez is six seven, and that's Collins too. Yes, Collins had a monster. Collins as well, yeah. where they were able to do that. But overall, I thought Washington did enough 
to where the Hawks weren't able to just bludgeon them to death right at the rim and and kill this thing. So the Wizards, I thought, really, really looked good on both ends of the floor, and it was an impressive win considering who they're missing right now. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta, you, you can't or you shouldn't lose games or you shoot 54. No, <laughs> right. Like, like that just shouldn't happen. They were awful from three. They were only six for 21 from three. So they did all of their damage uh, basically inside of the arc. And uh, Trey Young had 13 assists, which was really good. But he was the only one who really had the ball moving and popping. Mm-hmm. Um, just it, it, I don't want to go too crazy with, with the Hawks because no. I think we could really dissect them quite quite a bit early on. But just not a good night for them. You know, all, all around uh, defensively, they were they were not great on the boards. I think the Wizards got 14 uh, uh, offensive yes. rebounds and got after it that way. So it, it was just kind of kind of messy um, for the Hawks. I uh, let's get into the Trey Young. Yeah, let's do comments that. after uh, spoke about um, how frustrated he is on the points of emphasis on the foul baiting. Um, basically, said he thinks that there are some real fouls, and I, I think he's probably right. I think right now the officials are leaning very heavily into if you exaggerate it, we're not just giving it to you, um, which I think is leaning is uh, leading them to miss some calls. Uh-huh. Uh, but you got to figure out a way to play through it. Now, he quite astutely pointed out it's James Harden felt like it was just him, which was his comments the other night. But Trey Young was like, it's not just James Harden. It's me. It's Damian Lillard. It's Devin Booker, um, who are all all. Uh, four of those guys are struggling some and all mm-hmm. four guys who make a living uh, getting to the free throw line. So, you know, but you got to play through, you got to figure it out. And then it'll even out some, some of these things where the, these little bumps yeah. um, that are not getting called. Some of them that probably should be, will eventually start getting called as, as long as we don't go back to the, you know, every two trips is some guy doing a rip through move and getting to the free throw line. I, I think it'll all be fine, but yeah, to his point, Hawks only took 14 total free throws uh, in this game. That's a very, very low number. Yeah. Trey Young's free throw attempts are down by about four per game right now compared to last season. And all I can say is Trey, you might be frustrated, but this is for the greater good. The NBA has been so much more enjoyable to watch with these new rules in place. It has been a breath of fresh air. I love it. It's looked a lot more like the Olympic officiating that we were all exposed to uh, this last offseason. Um, and it made the NBA, frankly, look silly. When you when you watch yep. that stuff and you see NBA players trying things, that really should not work. It was embarrassing to the NBA. I think it went that far where when you saw guys who are jumping sideways, who are adjusting their shot motion in a way that no one would ever actually shoot the ball like that, you look ridiculous doing it in the NBA looked ridiculous giving them those calls. So I think this is an important move in terms of restoring respectability of the NBA around around the world in terms of we're not just going to gift you free throws. You're going to have to actually earn points. You're going to have to actually score the basketball and not have the success or failure of a play be determined by whether or not you fool the referee into blowing the whistle. So I think this is a important step forward. And if a few calls are missed because of it, so be it. I think it is well worth it. And the NBA game has been so much more enjoyable this season. So Trey Young, I, I don't know what to say. Deal with it. This is for the greater good. Yeah, I completely agree. I think a uh, couple people in the chat, uh, Andy Wong says, as an NBA fan in general, games seem to have a better flow. 
could not mm-hmm. agree with him more. Uh, we're, we're not there's not a pause and a stop for you know every uh, you know other trip down the floor. Yeah. Uh, shout out to to our guy Jeremy at one a.m. in Australia. He's watching, and uh, J- Jimmy Ramone's doing it the right way. NBA talk, coffee, and a donut. Yeah, nice. That's, that's a pretty a good morning. Pretty good morning for me, man. I'll uh, I would enjoy that myself. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been uh, you know good um, you know good change for the NBA to, yes. to reemphasize re- there. So I'm uh, happy to see that, um, you know, um, Trevor, I got a shout out. I'm in, uh, I'm in long sleeves today. Cause it was finally cool enough wow. in the morning during drop off to could go with long sleeves. So I had to go with the Sonics today. I had to rub my, uh, my, my Sonics love there. So uh, well, come on, come back. Yes. Yes, please. We, please we do want you back. We're going to pause for just a moment to talk about Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. I got to tell you guys, I have taken up running lately. I've been trying to run five days a week, and my legs are feeling it. Theragun has helped me out so much dealing with the soreness. It is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. It's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. It doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. It's helped me out a ton. It's helped me get back up and moving. It's like all of the tension just dissipates after you use the Theragun and your body is able to get back up and moving, recover faster. You just feel better. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers. And again, me. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash office right now to get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash office. Yeah. All right. Should we jump to uh, the Knicks and the Bulls? A rivalry renewed here. Had a lot of people talking about that. Like, hey, how long has it been since the Knicks and the Bulls have actually been (laughs) Pretty good at basketball and played each other. It's been a long time, but uh, but they sure had a fun yeah, one last been night. Been a while. Yes, they had a fun. One. Julius Randle yeah. might not agree, who shot three for eleven, but uh, but the Knicks got a win, so I think he's probably okay with it. The Knicks do win one hundred four to one hundred three. You know yeah. Uh, on that, on Randle, it was good to see. I was critical of him uh, earlier in the week where he wasn't shooting well, but he just kind of kept forcing the issue. Uh-huh. In this one, the Bulls were clearly not going to let Julius Randle beat them. And he shifted into playmaker mode. He had nine assists. He really did a good job getting the ball moving quite a bit. He, even when he wasn't getting the assists, he was making sure he had the the kind of the ball popping mm-hmm. around. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I didn't check the numbers, but he might add a couple of those hockey assists in, in there. Um, Kemba Walker played really well in this one, 21 points. There's a note in Zach Lowe's column this morning uh, that Walker and Rose, the primary point guards, and maybe Emmanuel Quickly's added in there too. I don't know. But they already have more um, pull-up jump shots made than the entirety of last year's mm. starting backcourt of uh, Alfred Payton and, and uh, Reggie Bullock. No. Uh, so that's, in that's five games? Yes. 
That's a real five thing. Five games. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they're like 14 for something. And then it was something like Bullock and Peyton combined for like seven. Oh. Um, or something like that. Wow. So, I mean, we know that's Kemba's game. But yes, that is uh, pretty, pretty glad. That's unbelievable. There, I thought RJ Barrett played really well. This game overall, if you didn't watch the NBA in the 90s, this is as close to what a 90s NBA game looked and felt like. It was very slow paced. Mm-hmm. Um, very physical uh, teams were really playing a uh, really hard physical defense, but good defense. Uh, there wasn't a ton of fouling in, in this game. I, I think they only combined, yeah, 42 total free throws, which is is not a lot. Um, both teams uh, shot it average or so. Only, and this is very much amusing, only, um, only 61 total three-point attempts too. So that's, you know, kind of, Kind of a little different look there uh-huh. for the NBA, where pretty regularly teams are taking uh, three pointers up in the 40s um, per per game. So yeah, it was it was kind of a more old school. We had some straight post up plays uh, for Vooch on the bull side for Randall on the uh, Knicks side. So yeah, all, all around this was a very enjoyable game because it was. I like when games are different from what we regularly yes. see, and this game was just played very differently um, from what we see. And that's not to say I don't enjoy the game now because i like the more free-flowing and the shooting and all that stuff but 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 it was just fun to have a different kind of game i've seen that complaint from fans a lot in the last year or so that nba offenses used to be so diverse you know you would have a team that okay we're going to be the the twin towers team that's going to be our approach another team that said okay we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit smaller you'd have all these different kinds of offenses all right this team's going to run the triangle this team's going to do this right and now you've got a lot of teams all okay High pick and roll, collapse the defense, shoot a three. High pick and roll, collapse the defense, shoot a three, right? Just over and over and over and over again. And that that kind of offensive diversity has been kind of removed in recent years. And that's, and look, the game is more open. There's more points being scored. The skill level of the players, I think, has never been higher, right? So I don't want to complain too much or anything. But fans have just noticed that you're seeing the same stuff across the league on the offensive end of the floor. So this game was a bit of a throwback. And it's also kind of refreshing just to see a different tactic, to see a different path forward that not everybody's saying, okay, shoot a ton of threes, and that's how we're going to win a basketball game, that there's alternative paths. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you, you it's like we always say in the playoffs, we like when two teams are very different. Styles make fights, yeah. and the, these are two teams that I think are a little more similar, but it was just a different style of game, and that, that was a lot of, lot of fun. I, I, I really uh, enjoyed this one. On the Bulls' side, I thought um, I, I thought Zach Levine w- was okay. I thought he forced some shots uh, later in the game. Uh, DeMar DeRozan had a little bit of a rough go of it. Um, R.J. Barrett quickly moving up the ranks the guys who can really lock into someone mm-hmm. defensively and re- really get get into a guy and uh, may make life hard on him uh he did a good job against DeRozan uh Patrick Williams just he's just undersized against a guy like Randall that's going to be where you might run into a little bit of trouble there and then Lonzo this was one of those games where large stretches which I know you know this well mm-hmm. he was just kind of out yeah. there like wasn't really having an impact on the game. And when you're playing a good team, 
you can't get away with that. Um, you, you need to have somebody. Uh, Vooch did, you know, really kind of got was the guy that probably could and should have played through more. Um, I thought uh, on the uh, the bull side, uh, Taj Gibson though, man, that dude still battles six points, six rebounds, yep. three blocks in 19 minutes off the bench uh, behind Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson rolled an ankle when he blew out a sneaker uh, at one point in this game. So that's uh, just no, that's not good. Uh, no. there, but yeah, it, it, just all, all around, it was an enjoyable game. Mitchell Robinson can't catch a break. And the other thing I want to highlight is, you know what, Alex Caruso. There were some clips of him playing defense going around online last night, and it felt so good to see him finally get the recognition. I felt like, yeah. in part maybe because he was a Laker and in part because of the memes and things like that, a lot of people were discrediting him last season, saying, oh, he's not actually that good. Just look at the box score and... We were saying all season long, he's not a box score guy. He's a guy that will make a difference in terms of plus minus. He'll make a difference on the defensive end of the floor. But a lot of what he's great at doesn't show up in the box score. So it was very cool to see highlights of his defensive play, particularly at the end on Kemba Walker, going around where people were finally recognizing, hey, this guy is a really good positional defender and does make a difference in games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, he he can get after it. It is funny. I think um, the, uh, the there's two things with Caruso. I've seen some people ask, you know, not necessarily with the Bulls, but just in general, is this guy guy a starter? And I don't I don't know that his game lends to yeah. that because I think you would rather have his energy off your bench, kind of coming in, changing things there, and really um, uh, you know, get, getting you going with that. And then offensively, hey, he needs to stay within himself. Yes. He had a couple bad pulls late in this game that weren't great, and that that was um. That, that's a little concerning. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to go crazy on Lonzo because he's had a good couple good shooting years in a row and this was a rough night. But I just worry Lonzo, Ball, and Caruso together on the floor. Like the Bulls were playing a lot down the stretch. It's not enough offense. Because um, they really went, yeah, they went four smalls around Vooch. Yeah, I don't know that that's enough uh, shooting and spacing Yep, there. You're, you're making things harder on Levine. Um, in those situations. So, True. All right. That's, I don't have anything else on this. One. All right. Well, let's move. I really don't have much. I was going to say, let, let's move to one. That there's not a lot to say on uh, the jazz beat the Rockets 122 to 91. I mean, and Keith, before we came on air here, I just said, look, this is, this is a jazz team that is very good at picking apart any kind of mistakes that you make on the defensive end of the floor. And this is a Rockets team that will make a lot of mistakes on the defensive end yep. of the floor. And this is what you get, 122-91, to 91, the Jazz with a, what I want to call just a professional win. They came out here, they t- they took care of business, they exploited the Rockets where they should have, and they walked away with a, with a pretty easy W. Let's take one more quick break to talk about DraftKings. The NBA is back, and a DraftKings sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Washington. DraftKings sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets on the same game for a bigger payout. 
The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code FRONTOFFICE. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code FRONTOFFICE this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, Jazz are maybe the best regular season team in the league. Rockets are one of the worst, and they 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 destroyed them. And the Rockets three pointers weren't going down. They're only nine for forty four from behind the arc. Your your guy Jalen Green really rough yes. night. Three out of sixteen, yeah. zero for eight from three. Um, yeah, that that's tough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I don't want to put it all on him because nobody played well no. uh, for the Rockets in this game. I want to say. Yeah, Eric Gordon in his 23 minutes was the only guy on the positive side in plus-minus. Um, single game plus-minus can be weird, but that kind of does tell the story um, there. Um, yeah, Jazz, I mean, we don't have to spend a bunch of time on it because they just they, they did what they should do. Uh, they went in, hammered a bad team. No, None of the starters played more than 28 minutes. Uh, you know, you get, get out of there. That, that's stealing valuable in-game rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for your main guys, and then off you go uh, with a victory. Is Christian Wood a rocket after the trade deadline? Yeah, that's a good question. I think so because I think he's young enough to still fit with with their guys. Mm-hmm. I think what you have to start doing is you, you got to start playing him with with Schengen more to see what does that look like. Yeah. Well, what's your can it work? Term? Yeah. You can yeah? Can they be your your four or five pairing? Because if they're not then you probably start looking at, all right, what, what do we do to get a more uh, modern, versatile uh, um, five-man in there? And Schengen did have a pretty nice night. 14 boards, I'm sorry, 14 points, five boards, three steals. Uh, it was still a negative and plus-minus, but you're right. I think you do need to start playing around with that pairing and see if it works. Uh, the Indiana Pacers right now being a cautionary tale of what happens when you put two bigs together for too long that simply don't really work together. Uh, we'll see what they can do if they combine Wood and uh, and Schengen. All right, let's move on to the Dallas Mavericks and the Spurs. Close one here. The Mavs do win 104 to 99. I didn't get to see much of this one, but Keith, I know you got to see quite a bit of particularly the fourth quarter here. To me, looking at this thing from, from afar, it's another game where Luka had to kind of carry the Mavs, though he did get Dorian Finney-Smith chipping in with 14, Klebo with 12, 19 from Jalen Brunson. Big game for him. I wish I had started him in fantasy. I did not. <laughs> Whoops. Um, yeah, he led the comeback. They got yeah. down, I think it was 18 to 3. Uh, Dallas did. Dallas only had three points midway through the first quarter in this game. And then I kind of watched them catch up. Mm. And then, then I was got into doing other stuff, a lot of stuff with the puppies driving <laughs> us crazy right now. Um, but we, uh, so then I, I, I sat back down and really locked in for the fourth quarter. And, um, yeah, it was, it was Luke and Brunson kind of carried yeah. the day, uh, for the Mavericks that they, they, they got some good defensive plays out of Finney Smith. Uh, they started Bullock and Hardaway together, but they, they didn't do much, uh, offensively. Um, so that was a little bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. There and then uh, Frank Nilakina came in and helped um, also change the game with some good defense uh, off the bench for for Dallas. I I wonder if Jason Kidd's starting to 
figure out. He'd been playing Josh Green, the second-year player, quite a few minutes, and I wonder if he's starting to look. All right, we're going to go a different direction here and maybe use some different guys. On the Spurs side, they, they went back to kind of that four small stuff mm-hmm. um, that, that had worked uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, Lonnie Walker got, got the start alongside Murray and uh, White in the backcourt. DeJounte Murray, just another really good game, yeah. 23 points, Almost 10 rebounds, up. 8 assists. Yeah, Derek White did a good job. And Jakob Pertl, man, that guy's defense can really uh, change games. He had another strong game, multiple contests inside, did some stuff against Luka as a driver uh, where, where he clearly made him uncomfortable and changed some shots. But this went, I think, down the stretch kind of the way you expect. Luka's clearly by far and away the best player on the floor uh-huh. uh, for either team. And he just kind of kind of did enough for a Dallas team that should win over a Spurs team that's going to be feisty. They're going to be in every game. They're going to fight, but they're probably just not going to win a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what? When you're looking at this game, you see, uh, you mentioned Jakob Pertl, 36 minutes on this one. 36, I mean, a lot of bigs in the NBA aren't playing 36 minutes a night. They're playing 20, 25 tops, right? Your traditional bigs that aren't your star level players aren't being left on the floor that much. So the Spurs clearly have a lot of trust in him to play against a a lot of different lineups right now. And let's... Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'm I'm replying. Mike Wolf in the chat says, my teacher got me in trouble for watching you guys. So one Mike as uh, two two guys with an education background. Uh, Pay attention in class. (laughs) That's right. Um, You can always catch the show later in the day. Um, But I'm also going to tell Mike, tell her it's a Friday. So we said it's cool. Yes, everything's fine because it's Friday. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, I bet your teachers are. And this is, and this is educational too. So this definitely <laughs> yeah. counts. It's a, it's, tell her it's statistics. Yeah, yeah. We're going over stats. We're yeah. going over numbers. That's, that's yeah. what's going on here. Yeah. Narrative, storytelling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Journalism. Yep. There, there. We can connect. All right. Let's get to the last one because I know I get a shoot out of here to do radio in uh, about five ish minutes or cool. so. Uh, Warriors, Grizzlies, really fun game. Went into overtime. Um, Steph kind of did, did Steph stuff uh-huh. at points, um, didn't shoot it great, but then got enough going, uh, there, um, you, you're kind of killing me, Jordan Poole. Like, I know. Come on, man. What is I, happening? I, I loved you preseason. Um, I, this was one of my Twitter comments. Got to get more out of Wiggins. Taylor's oldest time with that one. Um, just did, didn't do enough. So yeah, they're just so Steph centric mm-hmm. right now with Poole not doing what we had hoped and thought he might that it's just it's it's difficult at times uh for the warriors to generate a lot of stuff john morant though that's the real story he's, out of this he's one. a star absolute superstar yep yeah i mean this guy is is just great he, he took over when he needed to made a bunch of plays desmond bain five three-pointers jaron jackson continues to struggle from the field uh shooting it but he, he's hanging in there i i think memphis has the best collection of glue guys and role mm-hmm. players maybe in the entire nba but they're one guy away from being really interesting as a contender is, they, they just need one more is guy that guy dylan brooks uh no, no a higher I mean, cut, but, but he helps them. yeah he's gonna help them with their scoring for sure uh d'anthony melton's been starting all year and he's just been kind of fine yeah. uh, i thought his best stuff in this one was actually defensively yes. yeah. um i think he had four yeah four steals and three blocks uh for melton so that's you know good to see him show up in that way but yeah you need dylan brooks's kind of that like i got this confidence mm-hmm. of you know get out of the way i'm gonna take over at times especially on nights when you're struggling i mean this was an overtime game 
between two teams who have scored a lot of points this year. And it was only 104, 101. Mm-hmm. So that gives you a sense of they, they just were not shooting it well. And the Warriors, we, we talked about this with them. They can be really loose with the ball. They had 22 turnovers. Uh, you know, and that's you can sometimes get away with sometimes. that if you're, you know, make, making all your, your uh, shots. So it's just, you know, just a it, it, fun game, though, back, back and forth. And I, I like this Grizzlies team. I, you know, I, I probably underrated them again. Uh, third year in a row, I think I've been too too low on Memphis. I, I'm starting to wonder if this is the year they make that step into the top six versus being in the play. They might very well, especially with the way John Morant is playing. I've had a hard time finding a comp for him. Uh, I keep going back to Steve Francis, trying to figure out, because he's he's so explosive at the rim, he's he's an impressive talent. He's very, very good. And uh, I like that Steve Francis call. Yeah. That's a good one. Shaky outside shot, too. Yeah. That? Always consistent with the jumper. But yeah, that, that's a good but one. But I think he's got a, a bit more upside there overall compared to what, oh, yeah. what Steve Francis yeah. was. But um yeah. but anyway. I think with John Morant, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. one last thing on him. I, I think we may see his jumper doesn't look broken. No. So I think it's we may see him do kind of one of those Jason Kidd deals where when he gets a little deeper into his career, maybe he settles down a little bit the jumper starts to come along a little bit more. Um, but right now, you know, give me all the John Morant in attack mode with a head of steam going to the basket that I can get. Absolutely. Because it's great. 100%. 100%. And we've got uh, yeah. Boothman from YouTube said, Trevor, are you worried about Lakers versus Cavs tonight? Think they start to get it together. We'll see if LeBron plays, but uh, I am very, very cautiously optimistic about, about this. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting matchup. So, Definitely check it out and make sure you come join us for the Goofy Cavs lineup. It man. is. They're, they're, they're fun. They're better than people think. They are. I, I think. It's uh, C Nasty asked, should I buy in on this Devontae Graham streak at 20 plus when they play the Kings backcourt tonight? Um, Maybe. Let's see if. Uh, who's uh, Dave Van uh, Mitchell defending? That's, that's yeah, what's going to decide it. In on them. Right. Yeah. Pelicans' offense is not very good. So they need Graham to, to do stuff. Uh, that could be one where Graham gets you. Uh, a bunch of points because he takes a whole lot of shots. Yes. It may not be overly efficient, but but he gets a lot of shots. Um, yeah, my last thing, we're down to one uh unbeaten team left, the Utah Jazz. Yep. And we're down to one team that doesn't have a win, the Detroit Pistons. So uh they, things are uh you know really jammed together yep. as they tend to be early in the season. Um, you know, with that, um, you know, with that, I know we're gonna come back uh next week uh and record a kind of early overreactions show. Yep. Um, where we'll, we'll get a little crazy um, to stuff and in that and kind of start to decide what's real and what isn't. And, and we'll have a little bit of fun with that one. That's right. All right. Well, it was a fun night in the NBA. We've got a busy one tonight. Hopefully you guys all enjoy a Friday night of NBA action. I'll be going live over on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel right after Lakers versus Cavs. And hopefully it is a more enjoyable show than our last one after that loss to the Thunder. <laughs> so come join us over there for that. And everybody else, fans of all other teams, enjoy what should be a busy night in the NBA. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe and see you.